What is perfection? The state or quality of being perfect. A person or thing considered to be perfect or the action or process of improving something until it's faultless. How can we compare ourselves to something that is perfection? Beauty is supposedly in the eye of the beholder, although our eyes are changing. They're being manipulated by a platform we know called social media. I'm Claire Sanger and this is Perfection Through the Eye of the Beholder. We are surrounded by a void of media platforms that supply us with the need to compete for perfection. Let's start at the very beginning. From birth, we have all been raised in a way that depicts our parents' vision of a perfect child. Whether that's from the clothes we wear to the way we speak, it is all to alter us into our future self. Children will try and get attention from anyone who is important to them, especially their parents. Attention, affection and approval are the main wanting desires from a child. Children crave this more from a parent that is somewhat distracted, depressed or neglectful because they are trying to create a safety from the people who they depend on. However, there are also perfectionist parents who try and turn their children into trophies, looking for high status within their child's achievements, appearance and the way they conduct themselves as people. That is a lot of pressure to put on children and fusing an identity with another is always going to have a problematic ending. So could this potentially be a reason as to why we feel the need to maintain a level of perfectionism? I discovered a quote from influencer author Will Storr and I feel as though this is a great expression for how social media revolves around our lives and its toxicity. We're living in an age of perfectionism and perfection is the ideal that kills. Whether it's social media or pressure to be the impossibly perfect 21st century iterations of ourselves, or pressure to have the perfect body, or pressure to be successful in our careers, or any other myriad ways in which we place overly high expectations on ourselves and other people. We're creating a psychological environment that's toxic. I got the opportunity to speak to the head of the influencer department at BCCP, Jack Stoughton, to get a further insight into precious people face and how perfection is influenced through social media with and without false imagery. So I'd say with regard to false imagery, I think the biggest issue is that people being the audience are often unaware of how edited or unedited photos are. There's a lot of influencers who are putting out content that is very subtly edited, and I think that's the greater issue. I think most, especially youth audiences, spend so much time online, they're actually very in tune to what is what is real and what is fake. They're not being duped very often. But when it comes to stuff that's edited really, really subtly, for example, with, with beauty influencers kind of just posting photos, of themselves but just pulling in their waist a little bit or making themselves a little bit taller things like that on the scale of lots and lots of influencers doing that all the way down someone's timeline can have a really lasting effect on where they perceive their image of beauty the influence of themselves isn't even to that standard in real life that's just how they're presenting themselves online i think that's where it gets the most dangerous and damaging for the audience Social media does have a massive effect on people, effect on people's mental health. You look at most of the influencers that I know on a personal level are in therapy because of the amount of time they spend on social media. We go online and we consume more from them, but for the influencers, taking kind of feedback and comments from their audience the other way can have a really lasting impact on their mental health. Their standards of beauty just being completely warped by the amount of time they're spending on social media and the lifestyles they're looking at. Whether that's from the angle of what looks good and what's cool to 
how much money people have and how often people go on holiday. Like it's that stuff that goes under the radar when we're always talking about people editing photos to look prettier in inverted commas, striving towards this completely unachievable way of life. I think younger audiences are definitely heavily impacted by social media and their use of social media. They grew up there. I think there is the whole argument for kind of young impressionable audiences being kind of taken away by, by ideas presented to them on the internet. But if you look at older audiences like 40 plus who were introduced to the, to the internet and kind of got social media a little bit later, they're not as socially native as these young people are. So they're actually probably more susceptible to being lied to online and being fooled by stuff that they see because they don't have the same gauge for what's real and what's fake. The sentence that you hear all the time is young, impressionable audiences. And I'm sure there's some data out there about testing people's ability to read fake news in adults versus children. Children can spot it a mile off because they understand how the internet communities work. All of the social advertising that went, a lot, went on with the Leave campaign for Brexit, a lot of it was targeted at older people who didn't really have much of a gauge for fake news. And as a result, it was super successful because they just don't know what they're looking at. I think people hold themselves to standards that are given to them by other people all the time. And the thing with social media is there's now hundreds of thousands of people to present standards onto you, to tell you how you should live your life or for you to interpret that as how you should live your life. And I think that's the danger. By building a social hierarchy, it is easy to encourage cultural models of perfection. As cultural models are reinforced, this increases our levels of anxiety status. In ourselves, we are made to feel deficient in some way or as though we are lacking something as a person. There will always be someone ahead of us in some way which leads us to the inevitable conclusion of comparison. This encourages us to keep feeding the beast so that we will eventually be able to measure ourselves up to this false perception of celebrity. Celebrity is nothing more than an insignificant illusion created for interests. The false reality of celebrity is supposedly made possible through the eyes of the audience from the power of social media. It fuels self-obsession and narcissism, bringing out some of our worst traits. These traits evoke feelings such as jealousy, comparison and most importantly, deficiency. The inevitable problem is in the rise in depression, anxiety and the vast amount of other mental health issues. On the surface, our addiction to social media and digital sorts of validation seems harmless. Even though the effects it has on the brain are similar to cocaine, looking at your phone doesn't have the same social stigma. I spoke to social influencer Lucy Moon all about her personal experiences on how she thinks that the media she produces affects her audience and how the reaction from her content affects her. I wanted to be a celebrity figure. I don't think it's a very healthy thing, especially when you're on the internet, because you're not, you don't always have a specific skill set. You know, like a singer is an incredible singer or an incredible musician, a YouTuber or, or an influencer. What is their like skill? I would never really want people to aspire to be like me because I have the balls to put a video online. I get nice comments and I'm like, oh, that's really nice, you know, that's nice of them. But I don't think of it as being like they're saying them to me, just for like, kind of saying them into the world. But when there's a nasty comment, it cuts you to your core. People, people really choose their, choose their words and they can be so mean. It's like, no, I'm receiving it to my, like people email me this stuff or people, people tweet it at me or they post it on my Instagram page every day. So it's a very, you can't avoid it, you know, it's, it's sent to you. So I feel a couple of pressures. I feel a couple of pressures. <laughs> I think the obvious one is to be 
the best version of yourself, whether that's your prettier self, your skinnier self. I think that's just fed through us as women from like societal issues, through media, through advertising. We've been taught that anyway in Instagram because you just have an audience naturally you feel that pressure anyway. I don't think that is necessarily unique to influencers. I think that's across the board. We all feel that pressure. I've been lucky enough to meet so many influencers while I've been doing this job. Of all of those guys, the majority have either been in therapy or had, or, or are having therapy currently. Um, and a lot of that is to deal with the experiences they have through social media. Um, and I also, I had therapy, I think I had a year and a half of therapy from like 2016 through 2018. And I did that, what I thought was to deal with um, some like other issues in my life basically. And then as I did more and more, I was like, oh my God, my job is really upsetting me. And I got to the point where I was sitting with my therapist and I was crying and I was like, I am so overwhelmed. This job is so overwhelming. I know a few people who had to have major interventions um because they were so unwell and that nearly all stemmed from their job why is fear such a big component in being a perfectionist the whole concept of people needing to be perfect is almost always linked to an inner fear within ourselves a fear of rejection failure intimacy or abandonment when becoming an adult, these factors widen to perceived risks to future jobs, financial security or our social status. What's surprising is how many of these seriously affect us in terms of our physical and mental health. A study shown by Thomas Curran and Andrew P. Hill found that the majority of subjects were found to be experiencing multi-dimensional perfectionism or the increasing pressure to meet the high standards measured by a widening collection of metrics. The study linked to the vast increase of cases relating to relative mental illness amongst people in their 20s. These include eating disorders, anxiety and depression. Perfectionism is a weakness. The pressures to be perfect. Studies found on millennial rules show that 41% of millennials say that social media makes them feel like they are underachieving. 26% say that social media makes them spend money to keep up with others or to feel good. 29% say that they have become obsessed with getting likes and shares on social media. No wonder mental health levels are skyrocketing. Holding on mental health, there are two drugs that play a serious part when it comes to what causes our addiction with social media. These mentally sustained drugs are dopamine and oxytocin. Scientists came up with a theory that dopamine was a pleasure chemical released in our brains. However, now we know what that chemical really does. It leads us to create a wanting or a need. Dopamine leads us to create a desire and exploration. Dopamine is stimulated by a small section of information and indications of rewards. In a simple form, it's what makes up the elements of social media. The mental pull of dopamine is so powerful that studies have shown that tweeting is harder for people to refuse than cigarettes and alcohol. Following on from that, we then have the drug oxytocin. Oxytocin is referred as the cuddle chemical because it is released when we have a kiss or a hug or post something on social media. In the small space of 10 minutes using social media, your oxytocin levels will rise as much as 13%. It's a hormonal spike, equivalent to the level that would create the feeling you would get on your wedding day. 
As you can imagine, that feeling is noticeably surreal. Oxytocin does have its positives, along with the compassion and understanding that comes with oxytocin. There are many other elements, namely lowered stress levels, the feeling of love, confidence and generosity. So I ask, what kind of world do we want to live in? Do we want to live in a world where narcissism and self-obsession are the centre point of our moral compass? Where we've wasted the potential of the internet and become more isolated as people? I think not. We should be living in a world where we have utilised the potential of the internet to solve worldwide problems. Where we have overall reduced the size on mental health issues related to the media. And where we now feel more comfortable as people and as a nation. Perfection lies within. In conclusion, no matter how much we adapt ourselves and lives to become something that to us is perfection, the word perfect cannot be defined by a singular depiction.